0: Box on. Game on, baby. Wow, <laughs> don't
1: make a girl promise you can't keep.
2: Let's do this.
1: Hello and welcome to the Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. It's the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I am this week's host, Delicious Cheese, and I'm joined by the queen of cosplay herself, Karina. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm, we're going to work on that, seriously. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like <laughs> every, I dread it. Like, it's the first thing, and I'm just like, oh, and I just, I
1: just, yeah. You should prepare ahead, you know. There will be a test.
3: You how do you say hi without like he's just like hey?
1: I I'm not sure. But well, anyway, and the other guy sitting quietly in the room being very, very creepy is everyone's favorite uncle, Uncle Jesse.
0: Um, who's editing this week's podcast? Is it Ross I'm or not, is it you? I'm not sure. I'm From- back, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, welcome back, yes,
0: motherfucker. Sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry about the bleeps there, everybody.
1: <laughs> it's fine. The, the longer you do it, the longer the bleep too, so that's, that's, that's right. great. It's excellent uh, for the yeah. listeners. So, welcome back.
0: Thanks. Thanks. I uh, wish I could say I've been doing something really exciting, but I haven't. <laughs> Just been Actually, I was on uh, vacation for a week yeah, with my yeah, family. Yeah, you went
1: on vacation, man. How was yeah.
0: that? It? Uh, it was good. I did not work at all. Which is So you're just odd. chilling with the fam? Chilling with the fam, went on a big road trip, drove for 15 hours one day <laughs> to visit my mom and sisters. And actually, short story, went to Tennessee, kicked the crap out of my nieces and nephews in Street Fighter, old school Street Fighter 2 <laughs> on the uh, the SNES Mini or whatever that is that they re-released recently. Uh, yeah, was schooling everybody. I was like, "All right, pick a character. I will be any character you pick." The character <laughs> <laughs> whooping people, just putting a whooping down on people. <laughs>
1: Step into my parlor, fellas. <laughs> I, know. I, know.
0: I was trying to explain. I was trying to explain to them the old arcade uh, quarter logic, where you had to stack up the quarters and <laughs> who was next up in line <laughs> to play.
1: That was my phone just then. I'm just going to mute that. Professional podcasting, guys. Oh, look, there it is again. Mm, oh, yes.
0: it's very nice little uh, uh-huh. announcement.
1: Yes. So. Bleh. <laughs> 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 uh, Sorry, perfect. just uh, my, my phone. <clears throat> right. So we usually start the podcast off by talking about what we have been playing. So because we are completely creatively bankrupt, let's do that again. Guys, what have you been playing? I'll start with you, Karina, because I introduced you first.
3: I'm playing a little bit of everything, actually, this week. Uh, So I started off the week, I was at an Idea Xbox event, and I got to play uh, Moonlighter, which is essentially... It's really fun, actually. It's kind of like a Zelda-esque dungeon-based game, but at the same time, you've got to sell everything you collect, but very strategically. So it's kind of like a shopkeeper dungeon... What did someone call it? Oh, Scavenger Simulator is probably the best way to explain Ooh. it. Um, because it's actually really fun. Because like I say, you've got, you know, your typical um, Zelda-ass dungeons, they're all randomly generated. Uh, you've got four and then each, well, as you get through each one, you then uh, get like, let's like, say, the final boss dungeon or whatever you want to call it. But you, essentially as well, you have a pendant, so because there's not a lot of chance of getting life, but you've, you've got to do it within a day. So if you're, like, uh, losing out in life and you don't want to lose your stuff because you've got to sell it to make money, um, you then can go back to your home and then... But also, as you're selling your stuff, these little characters come and they have, like, emotion. So if, if you... Like, they get really disgusted. If you're, like, a cheapskate... Not a cheapskate. If you're, like, one of them people that just want all the money and you put everything dead expensive, they get really annoyed at you and then don't buy your stuff. Which is annoying. It's funny. But then it's like, oh, I need the money. Um, but, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um... I really I really do want to play that again. That was kind of I really really like the layout of that. Um and also I played by the same studio which was 11 bit studios. I played uh, Frostpunk which I think this game in it's very good but I think it's for you have to enjoy it's kind of like a management type game so it's based in I'm going to get the wrong century. I'm just going to say 1900 because I can't remember which century it is or decade whatever you want to call it. And that was uh, a game where you've got to manage this town, but they're they're in the freezing cold, so they're in some sort of like arctic place, and you've got a they've got a generator, and you've got to kind of keep them warm, but you've got to build stuff, send them out for resources, uh, th- different things. But then you've got laws as well, so you can you can do laws where you can make them work longer, but then if they work longer, they then kind of discourage you as a as a player. You could essentially say you're like god for this town, I suppose. Um, but that was quite interesting. I I kind of like things like that, uh, like little quirky management type things because you can. I think yeah no it it was quite interesting but I feel like you have to essentially like that type of game, uh, to enjoy it. But it was very well put together and it's all within. I wish I could remember the era, but whichever era it is in, it's uh, it's very true to that era, and that's what I think makes it so unique. Um, what else did I play? And I played a bit of RoboCraft, which leads me into Robocraft. Uh I was playing RoboCraft Infinity. It'd be strange if
1: playing RoboCraft led you into say Destiny 2. <laughs>
3: you? Yeah, but oh I wonder if you could build a <laughs> sparrow. Yeah, but you could you build could. a spot you could build a sparrow for uh, from Destiny, I suppose. Yeah, someone might do yeah. someone should do that. If you do that, please send it me. Uh so then I can download it and also ride the sparrow. Um but yeah, so I, I, uh, we've interviewed them before on the podcast, and I got a chance to play the game early, which also, by the time this podcast comes out, it has been released and is on the Game Pass, uh, which is uh, really convenient. But no, that's quite fun. I've only played about an hour of that so far, because uh, I've been playing a lot of PUBG again. Uh, um, so, what's well, the trying to think what modes I've played. There's two multiplayer modes so far, so a battle arena and a uh, kind of deathmatch so uh, the ba- the deathmatch is obviously just killing uh you kill each other you get points uh where the battle arena is essentially capture the flag capture the areas uh which i prefer that because i'm really bad at shooting we we all know this so i uh, i've been playing on that but no that's really quite quite fun to do but um it's just trying to figure out how to build the best type of robot at this stage because obviously you start you start with nothing um you've got like your basic cubes you you get a laser uh well a weapon you get a a, like movement base which is i think wheels um i'm using mech legs because i've unlocked them but you've got to kind of like level up within it so the more you play the better weapon weaponry and armor and cubes and stuff you get so you know it kind of encourages everyone to keep going just so that you get better things so then you can beat other people and make weird things but i got to i got to be a a t-rex and just kill people as a t-rex until i lost my leg and my face and then I died. <laughs> um, but that's quite... That was quite... It's quite interesting. But it definitely is like a team game. Um, I, I got a bit salty. Because my t- I keep being partnered with noob teams. That just don't understand the objective. And I just hate <laughs> stuff like that. It's taking me back to... <laughs> Destiny. You're in Elo hell. Yeah. See, that, that, there you go. It does relate to Destiny. Destiny was the same where it's like... Oh, I capture the area. And then no one captures the area. And everyone goes for kills. And then you lose the game. And everyone's like... Oh, why do we lose? And it's like... Well, do the objective. And I get, I get really into that.
1: There's an expression for that. And uh, I'm sure that Clay is very familiar because it's basically the... Uh, it's it's more or less the com- the single commandment of the Battlefield franchise. And that's P-T-F-O.
3: P-T-F-O. I actually don't know F-O. what that stands for. I don't know what the P-T stands for. You haven't for. heard
1: P-T-F-O? Oh, P-T... No. Play the know. fucking objective. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
3: Oh. <laughs> 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 Exactly, that's what yes. a lot of yes, people need to do. Um, but yeah, that's definitely what a lot of people need to do in that game. Because so, there's a part where you have to defeat a core, and every single time I nearly defeat it, but you need a second person, or else you just won't do it, and no one's helping me, and everyone's like, oh, let's just kill everyone. And Yeah, I get really annoyed. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, I think, have I played anything else? Play PUBG. Oh, I went back and played a bit of Fortnite last night, so... They've added, which I know by the time this podcast goes out, because i just updated it, they've added the new, what's it called? Forti- I'm just going to call it a fortify bomb, where you can put it at your feet and you instantly build within a second. Well, I guess it's not a second. I haven't tried it out yet. Um, but yeah, so it saves me building because I suck at building. I'm normally a bush wookie where I just hide in the bushes. But uh, I was playing the hide. Bush wookie? Yeah, bush wookie. If, you, if hmm. you just hide in the bushes, it's like stealth. Called bush Wiki. I don't know if that's true, or if that's just a word that I now just use a lot. I'm going to pretend
0: it's... you just made that up yourself. but <laughs>
3: <I'll>... <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. I- I've heard that. No, I've heard that before. <laughs> I was about to say a few of us use it, but I don't know if that's just because we, we've made it up as a streaming group, or if uh, it is a thing. But No, yeah, especially in Fortnite. For- yeah, but Fortnite made it a thing anyway, because they brought out the consumable bush um so yeah which uh, is sounding odd as a sentence uh, yes bush <laughs> yep, very <laughs> but, uh, you know very i awkward. should do uh but you know so obviously i want to try that out and what else was doing the high explosive mode so i've not played fortnite for a while uh because i've been on the PUBG franchise so uh it was nice to try out the glided rockets where the best bit is just trying to fly your teammate across the map because it's funny because you can ride rockets if you time it well so we spent uh i think we spent five minutes doing that before we realized the circle was on its way and We had to get running. Uh, But apart from that, that, I think that's all I've played so far. What about you guys?
1: You've been busy. I know, I'm never this busy. I'm never this busy. This is great. This is the longest list you've ever had. (laughs) I (laughs) I was going to say. What have you been playing, Karina? Uh, Destiny. Uh, Uh, Battlefield, (laughs) maybe. Not Battlefield, sorry. PUBG. uh, PUBG. Yeah, PUBG. Fortnite. It's like... Yeah, like 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 Clay before he he finally managed to pull himself off of Siege. Speaking of which, what have you been playing?
0: Clay? Not Siege. Did you know they put out that special thing? I don't know what it was. Little a little game mode that was a limited Think. time sort of kill all the zombies sort yeah, of I monsters remember you, thing. We you
1: talked about it on here oh, before. Yeah? yeah, I did not play
0: it at all. I didn't play it at all. I haven't played oh, the no. new operators. I haven't touched Siege in we- I I was I'd need to jump back on there. Um, you okay, I Clay? Ha- Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I am thoroughly <laughs> now in Karina's boat of addicted to PUBG, like it's consumes all of my available time. Uh, but a, a when I'm not playing the pubs of the Gs, I have been playing a bunch of other fun games. Um that we will be talking about a little bit later here, I believe, is Minute, um, which is our game of the
1: week,
0: which is an awesome I'm, game. I'm we'll just gonna about. I'm gonna
1: use that as like the transition, just so you know. <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
0: um, and then actually, a game that I believe you guys were talking about last week was Nine Parchments. I'm really enjoying that game.
1: Oh, good. How yeah. far are you?
0: Um. I don't know i'm maybe four parchments in it's hard huh it's very hard and i'm playing it solo
1: oh so yeah i talked about this with ross it's rough solo like i've been playing it in co-op so it's not so bad except for the freaking team killing
0: man oh there's team killing in it oh yeah you
1: can't you can't turn it off either you have to have uh well i guess i guess
0: that makes sense because there's those the enemies kill themselves. I've seen that ha- where there's, uh, you know, they, the beams redirect and hit them and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, what else have I been playing? I played a little bit of Mulaka, which I'm not entirely caring for, but I'm going to play it a little bit more to see if I can enjoy it a bit more. Uh, I jumped back into Gears of War 4, finished that finally. Holy crap, was that a horrible ending to the game? <laughs> 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 <clears throat> ross yeah man whoo that was a struggle to get through that i was like is this thing almost over this is so freaking tall <laughs> and that final boss belt um the other one that i'm really enjoying right now is actually sorry before i talk about that one that i'm really enjoying there is a game that's available if you have xbox game pass there is a game that i played over the weekend i played through twice And I might play through it one more time to try and get the rest of the achievements. Uh, It's The Late Shift. It's a live action, choose-your-own-adventure movie. The acting is horrendous. It's so bad that it's laughable at times, which is one reason why I would say go out there and play it if you have Game Pass. The other is I went through it. I was like, oh, I I played through it one time, and I was like, oh, I, I barely got any achievements for this. What the heck happened? Well, there are, I think it's seven or eight different endings and there are so many like story points that you can veer off to. And the store this, my second playthrough, the second half of my playthrough was completely different than my first playthrough, which was pretty interesting. So I'm going to play through it again, maybe tonight to see, uh, how it differs again, but I would definitely say, give that a, give that a go. Um, the other that I'm really enjoying is the Adventure Pals, which recently. Oh, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, it's yeah it's, yeah. I know you've been playing it as well, so it's um, uh, very very fun. It's a little platformer adventure RPG ish type game.
1: <laughs> I I would just say it's a 2D platformer with a little yeah. bit of light RPG. Very elements.
0: light, very light RPG. Very very light, but it's. It's very stylishly cool. Um, oh, it's getting to the point. I'm a, I'm over halfway through with it, and it's a little bit repetitive, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. It's really enjoyable.
1: Definitely, definitely play it in local split, like local two player, if you can. Um, it's way more fun because the combat is very, very simple. But when there's two of you uh, beating the crap out of the monsters, it's actually really fun because you can like uh, the game has Combos. lots of knockback. So you can like beat the beat the enemies like back and forth between you and like just belt them all around and and stuff like that. It's it's way more fun in in two player. And if anyone is kind of wondering, it's like when when Clay saying it's like sort of stylish. It really just is like Adventure Time. It is Adventure Time. The, the, car it time, looks, the cartoon. It, it looks just like it. It really
0: does. It really does. And, and it, there's wild characters that yeah, are in yeah, the show. It has
1: like that that really dark sort of adult humor, like below the surface that adults will see but kids won't and that's what makes a lot of adults love adventure time it's got that same that same thing going on some some of the characters are pretty hilariously dark i have to say yeah i mean just for just for
0: just to give you an idea you're a kid with a sword but you have a giraffe in your backpack that helps you navigate around that uses its head and neck to propel you around like helicopter style. It, it, it spins
1: afford. its tongue. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah,
0: it's its tongue, not its head. <laughs> it it it's uses really its fun. head
1: to turn levers, though.
0: That's what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you you feed rain giant like living rainbow cupcakes to a uh, a fat unicorn cat who then lays magical eggs, which turn into uh, like so, consumables, like yeah. costumes. So, uh, and um, by the way,
0: when you say fat, it's not fat. It's like morbidly obese. Morbidly fat.
1: obese. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: definitely an American cat. That's right. Sure.
1: Yeah, and he—if you don't bring him any cupcakes, he's, he starts saying things to you like "I hunger." <laughs> that's so that's great. So yeah, it's it's funny. It's a great game. Is that what you've been playing?
0: Uh for the most part yeah I'm sure I've been playing some on and other stuff but I uh that's about it. Yeah some Sea of Thieves and Sea of Thieves In Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Okay, well- my my one my one th- Sea of Thieves in that I had was I uh, went to do a raid and jumped off my boat and started the raid and then went to go back to my boat to get some more ammo and the part of the story that I didn't say at the very beginning is I did not drop the anchor on my <laughs> boat and I then uh-huh. noticed that my boat had sailed quite a bit off into the distance <laughs>
1: that's good that's times. funny good times I also played some some steera Thieves uh, in that sort of split screen kajjigay way that I that I worked up together that was uh, mm-hmm. always fun Very very it was very productive actually we we didn't actually bump into anyone else so the people we saw were like off in the distance. But we, we got like a whole bunch of really good uh, crates and really good... Uh, nice. We found like a, a message in a bottle, which led us to like a really, really good quest. And there was like a, a really funny moment where we had to go and kill this uh, pirate captain, right? And uh, there was all these gold-plated enemies and, and special enemies that you can't actually hurt them, these skeletons, unless you splash them with a bucket of seawater first and they sort of rust up and then you can damage them. Nice. And so uh, my, my co-op partner was on the ship with the cannon. I positioned the ship so the cannons were facing this tiny, tiny little island. And then I'm like running around squealing like a, like a little girl with like a hundred skeletons, like gold-plated skeletons clunking after me while she's like firing the cannon and exploding the whole island to pieces. And it was, it was actually really funny. Um, what else have I played? I also played Adventure Pals, much like Clay, and I'm uh, about probably in exactly the same place story-wise as he is um i also played a bit of the witness have you guys played that yet because it's the i
0: i tried to and i got about 15 minutes in and said "Mm, this is so boring
1: yeah so you all you all know that i like puzzle games and you know i have i have the totally useless like absolutely useless skill of being able to look at a visual puzzle and place it basically sort of Figure it out almost instantly. I don't get stuck on visual puzzles, really at all. Uh, I mean, this is I'm not bragging. If if you give me a quit like a, a puzzle with any kind of numbers in it, I'm I'm gonna have to start counting on my fingers. I, I I can't do numbers, but but visual puzzles I can do. So basically, I I sat there and I was just like, okay, because every single puzzle in this game, every single one, is solved in exactly the same way, by drawing a squiggly line from one point to another. Now, they get a lot of mileage out of drawing a squiggly line. And a lot of the time, you have to figure out where to draw the line based on stuff in the area around you, or based on the environment, or based on memory, um, or, or all kinds of different ways that are actually very clever. But at the end of the day, all you're doing is drawing squiggers. And if drawing squiggers from point A to point B sounds dull as hell, that's because it is. And and nothing else happens. It's got to be one of the most stunningly beautiful games I have ever seen. It's like a watercolour painting come to life. It is stunning. But as a game, I found it impossibly dull. Like, I'm someone who sat through Cube 2 in a single play session because I couldn't pull myself away. But this is... this is dull. in in my opinion but oh it's so pretty god damn it is
0: is very pretty and it's almost it's almost as good as uh a train simulator game
1: yeah Yeah, a train simulator game that we (laughs) tried to play which we actually have an interview for so if any of you are train enthusiasts stick around for the interview and it's actually it's actually pretty interesting so uh it don't don't uh, don't give up on that particular interview just yet. And I also played uh, one extra game that I actually know that you played play, and I guess you forgot, but it's called Dangun Feveron. Oh, yes. And Dangun oh, my what a name God, Like no, that's uh- not the entire name. The entire name is much, much longer. Oh. it's 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 huge. like the the name, it's like a gigantic sentence, but it gets shortened to Dangun Feveron. And it is an old school Japanese uh, shump, like shoot 'em up, uh, bullet hell kind of game. But it's also like it's that plus like disco rhythm dancing, and 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 it's just insane the amount of information overload that you get. Like I was playing it in two player, and we were just laughing the entire time because no one could see what on earth was oh going on there's gosh. just so it's much so
0: explosions and, and there's so much sh-
1: ex- stuff yeah, lying around. there's like explosions and color and disco dancing people and cats and nuclear bombs and and robots and and like numbers and cyborgs and oh my god you think i'm just exaggerating but i'm no, not it's, like it's <laughs> if you wild. play this it's game wild. it is wild and you can actually uh it's like it's a legit simulation of the Japanese arcade, so you can actually pause the game and change the the simulation mode and like reboot the simulation and stuff. And there's a special mode called Fever Mode, which is even more colorful and crazy than the the regular You're kidding one. I have me. to say that. No, I'm not. Try it out. Try out Fever Mode. You're going to oh, love it. Man, um, to try that. But it's. It's got an amazing soundtrack. Like, it's so cheesy, but it's really, really cool, the, the soundtrack, I have to say. It fits what you're doing perfectly. And, of course, like, the, you've got, like, this huge um, on-screen display on either side with, like, information overload. And that sort of, like, thumps in color to the music's beat. And, like, you've got, like, these dancing robots in the bottom corner for no reason. And it's just... I was going to say, I have
0: no idea what's going on on the side panels. I'm am, am I supposed to be... Utilizing something over here. <laughs> what, what, what Just don't think exactly? about it, man. Just don't think about it.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, it's uh, it's definitely more expensive than it should be. It's thirty five bucks. So <clears throat> only for the really invested in like obscure Japanese bullet hell games. But definitely cool. It's definitely say. fun. Is there is there a way?
0: Have you been able to figure out how to get more than two? two lives in there
1: yeah uh, you can pick you mean continues or lives
0: continue like continu- lives or continues which okay Well,
1: this there's, there's, you get you get one ups randomly and you also get one every time you kill a boss uh, which will let you have a, an extra life but then when it comes to a continue it interestingly you play through once and you get a game over it takes you back to the screen and it says now you can use two credits because, like I say, it's a, a simulation of the arcade, so you actually have to push Y at the beginning to insert your coins, <laughs> you know, your credits. You've got to put the coins in. And then when you get game over again on two credits, it takes you back and says you can now use three. And I'm up to, like, six, so I have no idea how high this goes. But the more you play and lose, the longer it lets you play four, hmm. which is a really weird way of doing things. And... Finally, before we get on to the game of the week, I also played a zombie game um, that I can't quite remember the name of.
0: Oh, it's the mobile zombie but, yeah, game. Yeah,
1: it's it's a mobile <clears throat> port. And I, I was very like, oh, oh this is actually kind of cool. I wish I was playing it on my mobile. So I, I actually went and downloaded it on my mobile and played it on my mobile. But it's, it's pretty cool. What is it? Like... Z- Zombie Z-Warfare or something?
0: Heaven is here inside my soul!
1: Yeah, something like that. But no, it, that's, that's actually, a, that's,
0: that's a, actually from uh, uh, Dungeon Fever. Sorry, Fever. Dangan Fever.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to actually, very, just in, in two seconds, I'm going to tell you the full name of that game. One moment. The full name of Dangan Fever is... uh Dangan Fever... Uh, wait, no. Just a second. M2, M2 shot, shot, trigger. shot yeah. triggers, Dangun fever SOS, <laughs> Dangun fever on SOS. Yeah, that's the full M2 shot triggers. I have no idea why. Also, the uh, the zombie game is called Dead Ahead Zombie Warfare. Don't oh, play no, it on no. your Xbox. Get it on your mobile. It's free and it's actually it's actually pretty good. I have to say. Um, but yeah, moving on. I think it's about time that we checked out the game of the week.
0: Game of the week.
1: So, after that amazing intro that I totally said I was going to use and just used, uh, the game of the week is Minute, which is an old school game, kind of with Commodore 64, uh, maybe ZX Spectrum style, like throwback graphics. Uh, and it's an adventure game, and it's also a roguelike, and it takes place in 60 second intervals. So, every 60 seconds, you die and start again. And everything you do has to be done within 60 seconds or one minute, hence minute. And I, I see whoever wrote the notes here has put minute to win it. And that's <laughs> that's great. So you essentially, you have to beat the game in one minute. And everything that you, like there's certain things that you do, like that, like for example, uh, early on you acquire a watering can. And then when you die after the watering can, the watering can spawns next to you in the beginning of the game. So then you have a whole new tool set with which to use. And eventually you start getting all these different tools that allow you to progress further and do different things within the 60 seconds. Does that, does that sound like a good description, guys?
0: It's very good.
3: How did you unlock the watering can? By, I still,
1: by I still didn't walking figure to it, it out. Have you got the... Have you got the... Uh, can you chop trees?
0: Car- Karina hasn't what got, got been more been than t- two minutes into the game. <laughs>
3: no, I have. No, I've got. Listen, I got the throwing sword. I got the throwing sword. Got about two or three coins. Got a tentacle because I. You have got the
1: throwing sword before you got the before you got the watering can. That's is that what I mean. Possible? I don't know
3: where the watering can is. And then I, I actually you might have up, already. And then everyone per- was like, "Yeah, you just turn up in your caravan and there it is." And I'm like, "It's not there. There's a campfire. No, no, no. Where's my watering can?" No, you have to you're-
1: go back to your first house. Oh, yeah. down you go, go to your first house. Walk what? down. Walk to the left until you reach the water, and then in the top corner there's a bush that you have to cut. Go through there, and it's right there on the ground. No, she's got the watering can, Reese. It's it's the the desert
0: house, the shack that you get or whatever. That's the little that little. Uh, no, I
3: haven't got the watering can. You, I can you, cut trees, but I haven't got the water. mean no, you. No, you've, I can cut plants, already, you,
0: Yeah, you've I can't unlocked cut trees. it. It's it's you have to go back to your first house. It doesn't spawn at every house. It's only the first house.
3: No, but it spawns in your desert caravan. Because I've seen does it on a... Yeah, because I oh, googled a yeah. yeah, tutorial. Does. Yeah, it does, uh, Well, not tutorial. No. walk through because I was really frustrated about if why you... I couldn't move anywhere.
1: Yeah, if if you take the, the watering can into the desert, there's a guy you can find at random and you can spray water on him. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because there's a guy who wants water. He's, just, He's like, oh, I help me. I need water. It's like, oh. there's a sea next to you. Go to the sea.
0: Also, you <laughs> can use that watering can on certain characters to unlock hey. additional
1: things. I need oh, more yeah. coins or, well. or to get stabbed in the face yes that's true um
0: <laughs> this <laughs> not, game many
3: characters by accident i've done that
0: yeah. oh yeah you gotta hit every character i, I went There's, up to every single character I was like
3: all right uh
1: smack let's see what happens like, like <laughs> seriously though this game is like it's black and white it is but and the graphics are really simple but it's so charming the animations are really nice and the music is really catchy and it's just it's so addictive this 60 second loop of fun it, like i should mention it's
0: only 10 bucks as well yeah yeah and yeah. highly but
1: recommend picking it's, it up. it's like it's really impossible to get bored right because you see something and you're like oh i can do that and then you sort of got to figure out how you can do that in 60 seconds and then when you've done that you're like right now i could go and do these things in 60 seconds again and it's like it's 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 amazing. And is that an achievement for finishing the game in under twenty-five runs, or is it twenty runs? And I'm really, really interested to see. Wait, yes, there
3: is. There's that. an achievement. Oh, okay. I yeah, but you
1: wait, you've got you've got a thousand G on that clay, right? <laughs> ah, yeah. So how many how I, many playthroughs did take you this? To get,
0: I burned through this in a day and a half. I could not stop playing it. It was ha- how many
1: awesome. How many tries until you memorized what to do to make it um, in under twenty runs? I will let
0: you in on something. What's that? Um, after you beat the game, um, there is a way for you to shortcut your way through some of the game. So I think I was at about sixteen or seventeen tries um, when I beat the game.
1: Okay, well that's close, but that's a win. I don't nice want
0: to. I don't want to spoil anything. But there's on your uh, after you beat the game, it gives you like you can continue where you left off, so you have all of your. Uh, your gear when you finish the game, so you're all sort of powered up and have all the gear. And if you want to go collect other achievements or other stuff that you might have not gotten, you can go do that. Or you can start a new game plus. And then when you do new game plus, it gives you a few like two different options. I think it was. I'm
1: trying to remember. What yeah, there's was. one that only gives you a 45 second timer.
0: Yes. Yep. That's what? the one. You, that's the one you want. It's harder, but it's <laughs> 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 but you can beat it with with that. Uh, pretty, there's, I uh, there's a small caveat to like what happens when you start off the game, uh, that makes it a little simpler to skip things, certain things towards the end of the game you can skip. Uh, but yeah, okay. it's just, it's just like speed running, speed running. Oh, it's a game. speed oh, dream. Oh, oh, by, by the, the, game, <laughs> the game,
1: the game like requires you to speed run. Uh, sorry, Reese, you had
0: asked how many times did it take me to get that? Um... Yeah. In the end, yeah, like seventeen or eighteen dice. Uh, how many times did it take me to get
1: to that point?
0: <laughs> Probably well over hundred. Yeah, I'm like,
1: because that you must, you have to memorize the whole game essentially to do that so quickly. I, I, was, I was like, my, oh, now my I understand favorite NPC. Asking. There's one NPC in the game. It's, it's a mild spoiler. Listen, anyone listening? But there's one NPC who talks really, really slowly. And you know I just thought it was hilarious because like it's in a game where you know everything you got 60 seconds to live right and the cock, clock the, <laughs> the clock is constantly ticking and it even like makes a ticking sound to sort of stress you out uh and uh there's this one character who talks really slowly but but he says things that you need to listen to He's like do. come on come on come on come on let's spin it out when <laughs> you get
0: to the <laughs> rock turn yeah. <laughs> no
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I have to run back over there and sit through the whole thing again <laughs> uh, but yeah highly highly recommended i can't when when we were like trying to find out what game of the week we should pick we were like oh what do we pick there's no good games and then i i just played minute out of out of at random i was like i'm just going to play this game this week just it's it's new and i it looks weird and hell why not like i've never heard anything quite like it even though it looks like a a little tiny like it looked like a little indie game i probably wouldn't enjoy and i was absolutely like just charmed by it like so charmed and i went straight to the other guys and was like guys minute is amazing and claire was like what and he tried it and he was like oh my god this is the best thing ever and, and everyone all of us who played it just loved it so of course we made it the game of the week but it's it's been a long time since we found a game that we all like really thought was cool and that was so weird and and unique so seriously make sure you tune in on friday for a chance to win one or two copies and even if you don't win go and buy it yourself anyway it's 10 bucks And it is, it's just, you won't play anything like it.
0: Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that I've played that's like it. Yeah. uh, Game Boy, Game Boy graphics, uh, but a whole lot of fun.
1: Mm, mm. But uh, I think it's about time now that we cut over to the stories on the subreddit this week.
3: You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. Uh,
0: nice. Karina, that was excellent. <laughs> right? That was, that was, not that bad was perfect, perfectly timed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a couple of stories here, and I'm going to let you introduce this one, Clay, because you put it in here.
0: Yeah, um, let me see, what was this first one? This one was about the, uh, ID at Xbox announcement, or not ID at Xbox,
1: Inside (laughs) Xbox! I even
0: wrote this down, and I'm looking directly at the show notes, and I read that wrong. Yeah, Inside Xbox, uh, the second episode was Tuesday, this Tuesday evening this past week, uh, just a few highlights from the... Uh, announcements from that were some OG Xbox games are coming to backwards compatibility. A good number of them, it looks like. Nineteen, yeah, nineteen of them. So we've got Conquer, um, Battlefront, uh, Two Mercenaries, Republic Commandos. I'm just randomly reading off some of these. Uh, mm-hmm. Destroy all humans. Morrowind good game, good game. is that um, I never played.
1: Everyone's hyped about Morrowind. Yeah,
0: exactly. So and, and oh. Apparently it looks pretty. good. did you see
1: good. the? Yeah, did you see the comparison? How like the Xbox One X is now like upscaling the OG Xbox games? Like yeah. Morrowind looks amazing.
0: Yeah, no, it, it looks, looks really pretty good. dang good. And then they also announced. Uh, a few other additional 360 titles that are coming to back, or that are are are, are 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 already, man, that's a lot of, are, are, uh, backwards compatible <laughs> as well. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> as well as Xbox One Enhanced. So we've got Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Uh, the, first. <laughs> the first in Star Wars. Gonna use the first. Star Wars. Star Wars. you the first. You're the dead <laughs> You play Darth Vader? Uh, apprentice? Oh, no. uh, we also have Red Dead Redemption. That uh, there's been a number of people posting comparison screenshots, and it looks so crisp i will definitely be firing that up this week and checking that out uh the other one that was mentioned on this list is portal 2 that i'm interested in uh they have oh, darksiders yeah. gears of war 2 but the one that i'm very excited about is sonic generations is now backwards compatible and
1: Xbox ah, One yeah. x and, S. Yeah, and your boy is a huge sonic fan am i right
0: yes i am but i don't let him play the x is that bad uh,
1: <laughs> no
0: well maybe Why? maybe not
3: is that like uh, your thing? That's like <laughs> it's it, that's, that's in, daddy's. That's in daddy's
0: room. Um, <laughs> oh for the big boys only. The S, the
1: S is in like the family area. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, guys, uh, just quickly before we move on, and I forget not related to Sonic, but related to Conquer. Uh, this is actually the. The OG Xbox game that's coming out is Conquer Live and Reloaded. It's not Conker's Bad Fur Day. You can get Conker's Bad Fur Day as part of Rare Replay, and that's the original N64 game. But Conquer Live and Reloaded is a remake of the 60- N64 game with new levels, new graphics, new controls, uh, a new multiplayer mode, which is actually a blast. The multiplayer mode is so good. Um, uh and uh, a bit of changed dialogue and stuff like that. For example, they bleep the swear words now, which uh, a lot of people didn't like. Um, but but yeah, it's and it's got it had really nice graphics at the time. So if you want to actually play an arguably better version of Conquer than the one you can get on on the uh, on the rare replay, and of course, if you want to try out its amazing multiplayer mode. Grab it on OG back compat because it's it's actually pretty great. And I think if we can get enough people who are interested, and I know I am interested, then we definitely have to have some multiplayer OG uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded. I will kick all your asses.
0: Yes. Is that Sounds <laughs> like was, a long silence. That was I was I was drinking water as well, ah. <laughs> trying to. My mouth was a little parched, so. Mm. <laughs> The other the other thing that they announced, which was actually teased, I think, the day before leading up into inside Xbox was Sam Fisher is coming back. Well, sort of. Coming to Ghost Recon's Wildlands as a playable character. And it sounds like some new No, DLC, He's not, which is he's be not cool.
1: playable. He, he's he not playing along No, he plays alongside you as an NPC. Oh <laughs> <laughs> That noise. That was just, that was beautiful. I could just Wow, you just communicated all, so much you, with that you sound. Can't, you can't have four <laughs> people running around a Sam Fisher. No, you can't. Unfortunately not. And it's I mean, it is the Michael Ironside, Sam Fisher, so it that is. would be OP. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Sam's I'm, voice. I'm, I'm just hoping the worst.
0: That means that we're gonna get some uh Ghost re- not Ghost Recon. Man, I am totally off today. Uh Splinter Cell action announced at E3.
1: Oh, i so hope so and it better be michael ironside like the so, ubisoft really miscalculated with that last game right because they thought we changed the voice actor but no one will care they honestly thought that it, it would be okay they kept on telling us no, it's fine you know he does a good performance and we got him motion capture and then no Everyone was like, this is not my Sam Fisher go away. Like, when you create an iconic character, you can't, uh, you sort of lose control of it in a way. Like, there are certain things you can't change about an iconic character. Mario cannot be clean shaven and wear. a a, a different colored hat while he can in the new game but did you
0: uh did you hear that there's um i I know it's the xbox podcast but on the playstation front there's a new uncharted game coming out and uh nathan drake is not going to be voiced by nolan north
1: wait what what
0: I'm I'm completely joking, but can you imagine that would be the same <laughs> yes, thing?
1: Yeah, my reaction was genuine. What? I was like, but Nolan North voices, voices everyone. Seriously, any, anyone who wants to have a laugh, go to the IMDB page of Nolan North and realize that he is everyone.
0: He really is. Who's the, uh, what's the other guy? Um, Tom Baker? Tom Baker? In The Last of Us. That's Troy in... Troy Baker. Troy Tro- Baker. Troy that's Baker. like, ev- he's the new, yeah.
1: like, the new North. <laughs> North yeah. It's, if everyone. it's not Nolan North, it's Troy Baker. Those that's are like right. the two voice actors for video yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: They were in Birmingham not long ago. Really? Random fact. Yeah. Birmingham Comic Con. My friend, I got a big, massive Uncharted fan, and she was like, oh my God. I was just like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> F- fun fact if you play the, uh, uh, Nolan North voices Deadpool. He voiced him in the cartoon and he voiced him in the game uh, that was on the 360. And I think they actually remastered it for the Xbox One, didn't they? I think they did. Anyway, uh, if you pick that up on the remaster or the back compat version, version, uh, when you walk, the game begins inside Deadpool's house. And you can walk around and if you use the telephone, if you use it enough times, you'll actually, like uh, Wade, as in Deadpool, will call Nolan North
3: and and have a conversation
1: with himself and hey people think you sound like me and 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 so it it, that's that's pretty funny in my opinion i don't want to spoil the joke for you but yeah you can call nolan north as nolan north (laughs) but yeah what's what's next
0: uh what's next is something i think karina will be very excited about i know there's going to be a number of people that are excited about is mixer just uh earlier today announced that they are going to be allowing you to add professional elements to your stream directly in the app and allow you to switch scenes with a mobile device karina what the hell does that mean
3: i didn't know you could switch scenes with a mobile that's pretty cool um, I've only because I only got announced what uh about just half an hour, an hour, hour ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I've, hot I've not off the into press, it. guys. Hot off press. I've not looked into it properly just yet because I was busy destroying a very shape different shaped robots. Um, but yeah, no. Apparently, you can now. Although I've heard it's only for pro and partnered streamers only. So if you're part of the pro uh, team, so I know a lot of people who were part of Beam before and Mixer got a free Pro membership, or if you pay for Pro on Mixer, you'll be able to use, uh, get involved with this, or if you're a partner, you're able to get involved. And apparently it's something to do with Lightstream, so it means now people can have overlays from the Xbox. Um, yeah. I do know a few people have been testing it out. I haven't been able to... Uh, well, I can't try it out, because um, I am not a Pro or Partner uh, just yet. Uh, but yeah, so essentially you can now... Do overlays through Lightstream. Uh, they've also added in so that third-party apps, uh so essentially, what is it, StreamJar, uh, Stream Labs, and another one. If you associate them with, uh, um, oh my God, I've just lost the name of it, Lightstream. Lightstream. It, that's the one. If you associate them with Lightstream, you can then have that through the Xbox as well, which I think is really, really handy. Uh, especially people who are starting off streaming and getting involved with Mixer, because the thing is, it is a lot to do. I mean, we're quite lucky because obviously we've been streaming for a little bit now, and we've got all our essential overlays and logos set up. But I think it's it's meant to help it become a lot smoother and a lot easier. But I'm yet to test it out, but I'm really looking forward to uh, if I ever get the chance, uh, just because yeah, if it makes it easier, you know, and less pressure on trying to stream, because my streams have been my streams are so bad with my internet uh speaking of i finally don't have a delay on my stream uh i upgraded my elgato and i finally don't have delays it feels good oh did
0: you did you get that sorted that i saw you had messaged uh mixer i think on twitter did you figure out what the issue was with with the delay was that you
3: I, i yeah that was me i didn't figure it out but i fixed it but i don't know how
0: was it uh did you shut down your computer and restart it
1: I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, did but you like, did, did unplug unplug turn it, it, it off 30 again? Seconds yeah. and
0: plug but, it back in.
1: Yeah. But, but Clay, isn't this something that you have been saying that you wanted for ages? Oh, like, yes, it's it's not in, it's not a hundred. Overlays?
0: It's not a hundred percent what I've wanted, but I, it's it's damn near there. It's a start. Uh, it's it's a huge start. I think it's awesome. I wanted I, I wanted something even more basic than this. I want because I don't stream from my laptop um i have a macbook and for whatever reason my macbook hates it when i try to stream and uh so i directly go through mixer through my xbox and it's just a boring there's no overlay which this will solve but i just wanted something that when i had my camera up that there was something that said like my gamer tag or something you know decorative yeah. Karina's got some nice little uh, setup there. I want something, you know, maybe not as fancy, but a little fancy on, <laughs> on my Xbox stream. It sounds like this is a, a, a huge step in that direction, though. This gets it, like, 95% there. Yeah, it's uh, good, though, because I
3: think it's what everyone's wanted. Yep. You know, yeah. I, I know a lot of people that stream from Xbox just because it's easier. You don't have to deal with any any lag or any issues with pc like you know if you haven't got a decent pc that can run it smoothly it totally just gets rid of that issue so hopefully we'll see more people streaming It'd be nice to see more people get yeah. involved
1: and i mean you know microsoft's pushing really hard this mixer integration at basically every level of the xbox which really just removes almost every barrier to entry that streaming normally has so uh, hopefully that just gets a lot more people streaming and having fun i mean it it's a uh, it's a really fun thing to do if if you can do it without any hassle. But I think it could be a great time right now for us to switch tracks over to our oh. interview. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, oh, so uh, I, I have yet to begin.
3: Xbox snap this week's interview.
1: Okay, everyone, welcome back to this week's interview. Today, as promised, we have an interview with Matthew Peddleston, who is the senior producer of Dovetail Games, who are the developers of Train Sim World. So, Matt, welcome to the podcast.
2: Well, thank you very much for having me.
1: No, it's fantastic to have you here. You have the supreme honor of being the first and only sim game developer that we've had on the podcast. And I think we've had we've had easily more than 60, 70 developers on here, but not one of them has ever... Uh, been like a sim game developer, so congrats, I guess. (laughs) That's
2: awesome, that's awesome. I mean, it's always been one of my favourite genres, so uh, it's good to see it going out to a whole new uh, audience of uh, players.
1: Yes, that is fantastic. So, as our first ever sim game developer, why don't you start off by telling us, you know, obviously who you are and what exactly it is that you do at Dovetail?
2: So, um, yeah, I'm Matt Peddleston, um, and um, kind of my long-term interest since near 2000, dear enough, has been in train simulation on the PC. So I've got a long, long history with uh, with the genre, both uh, running um, a big community website um, for it and just creating my own content and, and so on and so forth. And then about six years ago now, I joined Dovetail to work on their third party team, to, uh, to, to head up the third party team, to try and help other people in the community get their content finished, and up onto Steam for other people to, to enjoy, and that went really, really well. Um, and then we started thinking, hey, what's the next thing we can do for Train Simulation? Because uh, Train Sim 1, as, as, as I tend to call it, the current one, Train Sim 2018, is it's going really great, it's got some really cool content, but what's the next thing? And that's where Train Sim World came from. So I was part of the team that designed that and came up with the ideas for it and now I'm, uh, I'm the senior producer for who actually looks after the team putting that together along with uh, a, a wider production team that I've uh, got working with me. Nice!
3: So could you tell us a little bit about you know the history of Dovetail Games? How did you guys get it started? Where did it all begin?
2: So way back in um, the dawn of time there was another company uh, called Kuju which developed um, a product called Rail Simulator um, Working with Electronic Arts and another company called Fund for Games, excuse me. <clears throat> and um, what happened was that uh, over a course of developing that, um, the, te- the core team that were uh, dealing with that looked after it sort of shrunk down to six people. I think it was six people that then went off into their own organisation called RailSim Developments Limited um, and separated out entirely. So this was just after I think Rail Simulator was released. Um, I might not have the timings quite right, but there are thereabouts. Um, and Railsim Developments Limited was a little while later um, bought outright um, by our current CEO, Paul Jackson, um, and it became Railsimulator.com Limited, um, which was really sort of where its its growth has been sort of quite considerable um, with some really good direction from Paul and, and the team he's brought on board. And eventually it came to a point that there's only so far a company that's called railsimulator.com can go.
1: because mm.
2: Obviously with a name like that, <laughs> you, you pigeonhole yourself into only doing one thing. And with the, the, the sort of trains were going great and everyone was remaining hundred percent focused on trains. And there was a, a strong desire in the company. Well, what other things can we do? What other simulations can we do? Cause there's such a wide other, you know, it's such a broad genre. Um, and that was where the sort of a need to come up with a new name came from. And, a process was gone through uh, and eventually um, the, the name Dovetail uh, was come up with, um, so hence we, we're at where we're at now, so for the last few years we've been Dovetail Games um, and, um, yeah, and, that, and that allowed us to not only remain you know, really, really concentrated on doing what we're doing with trains but we've also then broadened into the fishing and flying.
1: Yes, we've had uh, a lot of people talking about uh, Euro fishing sim uh, after it came out on the Xbox. It, was, uh, it caused a, a, rather, a rather interesting stir on Twitter by a bunch of people who you would not expect to be interested in European fishing simulators, but,
2: uh, <laughs> but there you go. You know what, it's one of, one of those, when, when, when it was announced that we were doing a fishing game, because I'm, I'm not a fisherman, I'm a trained person, so I'm probably not the audience of the game, but when it was when we sort of mentioned internally we were producing a fishing simulator, I was a bit okay. I got my train sim to play at least. <laughs> um, you know, it just it didn't light any fires for me. I love playing Eurofishing now. You know, I, again, I still I've never gone out to a lake. I have no plans to go out to a lake, but I absolutely fire up Eurofishing on a regular basis just because it's fun. Yeah, um, and I think that's what people really like about it. That's cool. But, you know, back
1: on track. (laughs) Oh, that's a first first of many. (laughs) Back on track. You just recently released, obviously, Train Sim World uh, Founders Edition uh, on the Xbox One. So congrats, first of all. Thank you very
2: Um, much. That was a lot of work by the team.
1: Yeah, I believe, I believe. Uh, So, you know, for those who are unfamiliar with the game obviously can you just describe exactly what it is
2: so train sim world um replicates the uh obviously it does more than this but it replicates the core experiences driving a train um you know there's a there's a lot of people a lot of yeah, younger youngsters um who um you know they see the whole these massive machines and they really want to they grow up aspiring to drive them and um what it's trying to do is give you that experience in various railways around the world. A um, Founders Edition focuses on the UK, uh, on the Great Western Main Line coming out of Paddington, London Paddington, um, out to uh, Reading. Um, and so you've got this, you can drive commuter trains, which are stopping frequently, and you've got a tight schedule to, to try and keep to. You've got a high-speed train, which you're pulling, pushing a train up to 125 miles an hour, which is quite cool. Um, and uh, bearing in mind, what's cool about driving a train 125 miles an hour when you can get in a Ferrari in another game and do that quite easily, what's cool about driving a train 125 miles an hour is you can't steer it, so you can't make any mistakes, and you don't st- it takes over a mile to stop at 125 miles an hour. Over a so mile? It's, it's very much a case that you're going 125 miles an hour. You better know exactly what's happening between you and a mile or three ahead of you because if you need to be stopping, now is when you need to be starting it, not in a mile's time. So that's, that's kind of, it's, it's a slightly different form of adrenaline, I guess, compared to something like a racing game, which is where I think a lot of people, they kind of struggle, I think, in some cases, to sort of, well, you can't steer it, you can't go up and down, what am I doing? And it's actually, it's understanding what, what actually, the, the, the pressures of driver, really, the skill that driver has, understanding the route because, again, you can't steer, so you've got to know that it's safe to proceed. Understanding the signaling systems, which are, you know, whether you've got the red lights, green lights, and there's single and double yellows, there's white lights, there's flashing lights, there's all sorts of different things, and you need to know what, you learn what those things mean. Um, And they'll tell you, can you go slow? Can you go fast? Are you going to turn? And all the rest of it. So it's going to tell you all these things. So it's really trying to capture that experience. It's actually, it's when you do those two different types of experiences, it, it, they're really very different. It's not just sitting in a train pressing the go button. There's actually a lot of thought that goes into that and sort of planning and forethought. Um, and then the third experience it comes with is freight. So it's um, driving freight trains um, up and down the line uh, in the Class 66. Um, or doing various, like, unloading coal, um, aggregates wagons and things like that. So there's a little bit more to that train. It's got some control screens on board that you can play about with and so forth. So it's, um, it's three quite different experiences. It's about, like I said, a core experience is driving trains. But beyond that, excuse me, um, Trains in World is about... The world bit for me is about all of the things that you can do as a train enthusiast. So that might be riding a train as a passenger, which you can do in this. You can let the AI drive, a computer drive all the trains and you can just ride on them, look out the window. Sounds like a really silly thing to do. It's like, well, what am I doing as a passenger? And actually, trains, uh, train simulations have always had a following from a group of people who, you know, I just want to sit down and enjoy a game for half an hour. I'm not in the mood to play anything. It's like watching a video almost, except you are kind of in control of what you can see and so forth. So some people, they like to do that. They like to build that into what they're doing so they'll arrive at a station, get on a train, it'll drive them to where, to Paddington where they can then take a HST and drive it somewhere else. And that's actually one of the scenarios. Um, and then you've got just train spotting, which is obviously a massive hobby in the UK, um, where you can um, stand on the platform and just watch the trains going up and down. There's a whole 24 hour timetable with trains going up and down. So you can stop at any of the stations along the route and see what trains go up and down. And after you've spent a couple of hours, maybe stop and choose a different station and see what the trains are like up there. So there's actually quite a diverse amount of content in there.
1: Yeah. spotting is a good movie too. <laughs> um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not quite in line with what you're uh, producing there. But uh, can you quickly explain uh, the meaning behind the name The, the Founders Edition? Yes,
2: yeah, so this is um, about... Yeah, our first uh, appearance on Xbox. Um, it, it's always been really important to us to re- make a really good impression to um, to the Xbox audience, and um, and to. But we wanted to kind of confine that because if we tried to do too much, too many experiences in the one box, if you like, in the first instance, then they'll all. If there's any issues, they'll all suffer from those issues. So Founder's Edition is is one route on all the trains and let's see how that goes. Let's get a lot of feedback from people. And um, the plan is to bring out a bigger product later on. I don't have the time scales for it yet. A bigger product later on, which will have more routes and trains in it. And, um, and then that will be um, the, the bigger thing.
3: So as soon as you've you know, been specifically working on a simulation development, what would you say is the biggest difference between you know, a regular game and simulation?
2: that's tricky um and it's and, and i want to i want to start by just saying that i have a lot of respect for game developers and i largely think that what we develop is as much a game as it is, is a simulation there's the reason i, reason I prefix that is because there can be some snobbiness i think between it's not a game it's a simulation and 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 so forth and i actually think that there's a lot of fun to be had in both both parks but saying that the key difference for us is that we base everything on reality first Um, so we understand we've got reference books we look at how the real trains work if if possible we go out to see the real trains talk to people who drive them and maintain them go out onto the routes capture videos get signaling technical diagrams get as much the, the amount of reference material we've got which is the stuff that real engineers use as well that we've got in the office is tremendous and then we take all of that stuff and we start bringing that in. And the tools that we use are all based on real world. So we use real world units and real world measurements and, and so on and so forth. So we put all of that stuff and we try and capture it as much as possible um, in, in that environment. And then the challenge then on top of, so having created that, it's where older simulation games generally stopped as having created a world and created all the vehicles. They just let you make, do your own thing and have, you know, the, that, that was it simulation, I think that's where it got a little bit of a bad name in the earlier days. Whereas it's coming back now because people have realized if you put gameplay on top of it, then there's a lot of fun to be had as well. You can guide people, show people how to enjoy the simulation. So, um, and that's not to say obviously that games don't do some of those things as well, but for us, it's a primary focus to start with reality, capture reality, and then try and represent that in the game.
1: That was actually a fantastic answer i have to say uh, it, it was so fantastic actually that it sort of bled over into the next question but uh, uh i was just going to ask you know you know what like ha- what exactly do you guys do to make like each train be like so accurate uh, you know like you actually did you guys like ride along in the trains you know uh, get training <laughs> so to speak um but you know like i got, I got train <laughs> puns for days i've been speaking to ross um but yeah, so like, how did you guys go about that particular process of making each train like as accurate as you can?
2: So there's, uh, and and it varies depending on the, tra- it varies depending on the train. It's, um, be- because we're dealing with things which are large, they're, if in the wrong hands, they're unsafe, you know, it's, you know, you need to proper training to be around these things. Um, and, um. The companies that deal with these trains and the, uh, the roller, the operating companies, frankly, they've got other things to do than to deal with us. So, mm. that's, so that's a challenge. But some of the companies we deal with, um, including Great Western Railway, who um, we worked with on Great Western Express um, for Founders Edition, um, they, they'll put themselves out and they'll, you know, they'll really make, us, make themselves available for us. So um, we were able to get trips to the high-speed train depots um on one or two occasions sat in the cabs talked to people that um, drove that drive the trains we have community members also that drive these things and can provide that already provide us a lot of feedback Um, we've got previous experience because we've done all these trains previously in train sim 2018 Um, so we've got a lot of what we did right what we didn't what we could have done better from those Um, we've got the actual operators and drivers and maintenance manuals for these trains So, you know, we've got a heck of a lot of technical documentation for the trains. Actually, the problem in a lot of cases is more figuring out what don't we do rather than what we do do, because it would take 10 years to properly simulate every system on board one of these trains, you know, if you were to do every, every detail absolutely correctly. Um, actually, 99% of people wouldn't see 80% of that because they wouldn't know it was there or how to use it. Because you do also, also, you also appreciate that these drivers and maintenance staff, what kind of training they've gone through. And actually, we need someone to sit down at the game and play it without going through um, a year's worth of training first. That probably wouldn't go down so well. <laughs> um, so it's it's trying to capture what is the what's important. To actually capture the experience of driving the train um and then what are the secondarily sort of what are the what are the little things that make you go oh they did that that's cool so those things which sort of really help and then there's lots of lots of other buttons and switches which a driver probably in you know a year or so of driving would never touch well there's no point simulating those because you know they're they're going to be an awful lot of work to do when people don't. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a tough balance of trying to work out the two. Um, and it's, it goes up in terms of how much access we can get, how much reference material we can get, um, which, is, which is really, uh, really interesting. We've been having a lot of good um, fortune so far um, doing Train Sim World. We've been able to get a lot of access and a lot of reference material, which has been really exciting.
3: So, seeing as the games uh, on Xbox, how did you guys? Uh, oh my God, that was rubbish. Let me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, seeing as the game is on an Xbox, was it quite hard for you guys to make it, you know, smoothly ported on the controller itself?
2: So Train Sim World, when we um, so we actually did a first controller implementation for Train Sim Twenty Eighteen. In fact, it was actually back in Train Sim Twenty Thirteen. I think we put the controller in. Um, so we had some experience with Xbox controllers and how to make them work with Train Simulation as sort of an experience. And there was bits of that experience that worked, and some of it that as a, as someone who, like I said, I play. This is my hobby. I play this game. It's not just something I work on. This is my hobby. Um, and. There's, there's bits of using the game on the controller, which I've always enjoyed, um, that made me think, oh, I wish I could do these things differently. Well, Train Sim World was a really good opportunity to just throw the rulebook out the window and start again. So I came up with a new controller design, um, from Ground Zero, effectively, from even before it was on the console, from, from the original PC, and put it all the way through so that it was core to the entire part of the way the game works. There's no... It's not... The controller hasn't been bolted onto the game. It's been considered right from the ground up. So every button and switch, every function of the train, the whole thing can be accessed via the controller, which um, I'm really pleased with how that's turned out because the um, one of the, the challenges with, with the... TrainSim 20 baiting implementation is that because there are some of the advanced functionality in locos, you just can't access on the controller, which means that you you get a lesser experience by the controller. Um, you can still drive the train, but if you want to access that switch over there, then you can't you have to lean over and use the keyboard. Well, there is no keyboard on a control on an Xbox. So you've kind of got to make sure that all of those holes are filled in. And um, so far the feedback I'm getting. From people that I've spoken to, is yeah, job done. It seems like everybody's enjoying what they're using, and uh, I've certainly found it quite um, rewarding to use. Um, the other thing I did is that we we op- we took the opportunity to revise some of the camera controls to give a bit of extra functionality there as well. So it's um, it seems to have uh, gone down well.
1: Actually, speaking of the camera, you know, I would say that the most striking element for me, because I've played quite a few uh, sim games in the past. Even like street sweeping simulator, don't ask. Um, but is is the game's the most striking element is easily the game's first person perspective. Like you don't you don't even need to like you don't spawn stuck in the train. You actually walk around. You could just go walking in the forest next to the railroad if you really wanted to. You know what what was it that made you guys go with this first person angle rather than like just you know fixed camera angles?
2: So. Again, it was sort of thinking about how Train Sim 2018 was, and um, if, we're gonna, if you're going to do something different, then it shouldn't be the same. It seems like a really odd thing to say, but if you're going to bother to go to the massive expense and extent of creating and you know, starting from scratch, because Train Sim, Train Sim World started everything from scratch again, code from a code and content perspective, then it should, it should reach out, do more, be different, um, otherwise, you might as well stick with what you've got. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's make sure you do, you're do you justifying what you do. And one of the key things that we wanted to do was to um, separate you from the train. Um, the way that we, we put it, one of, the, one of my producers actually puts it really well uh, when he was describing it in the early days, was that um, in Train Sim 2018, you, the player, are the train. That sounds like a really strange thing because why would you be a train but you actually are (laughs) if you go to chase camera you're chasing a train you know the external third person view is on a train and you can't get out of the train you are the train train sim world you are the driver you are the engineer you're the person in charge of the train you can press the e key get out of the seat and you can walk around and so we did a few bit. we do um, some, some experiments with it, because in Unreal, it's easy to do first person, obviously. It's, it's bread and butter. And so we, we tried it and we made it to where you could get out of the seat and walk around. And everybody instantly thought, yes, this, this is a key thing, um, because not only does it open up extra gameplay possibilities um, in terms of what you can do and the ability to walk around and get on the passenger car and, and things like that. But all of a sudden, those trains felt big and real. Um, it, was, it was a psychological thing, because they just are on a computer the same as they were in uh, Train in 2018. But the, the ability to get up and walk onto, climb a ladder onto a train, open the door, and, and then sit down at the seat, actually, it just psychologically made it feel so much more um, than it was in the past. And, yeah, that was, that, was, that, was a, that was a real sort of, OK, this is what we're doing, this is the right thing to do. And then it's a case of trying to work out everywhere we can sort of do more with first person and what else can we do as you know uh, with this new first person capability and we're still we're still figuring that out to be honest it's um we know how to do a good train driving experience and some of the other areas that we've started looking at and but we're still learning about um first person so that's, that's really exciting for me because it's new it's different as as a massive train enthusiast myself it's like i can walk around these railways this is amazing fun, it's really cool. I can go places that I couldn't as a normal person because in the game, I'm, I'm a member of the railway. I've actually, I'm, I'm, I'm staff. It's like I've got the behind the scenes pass. You know, it's, um, it's that stuff, that, that feeling that, that sort of changes it in my view.
3: So we all know, you know, simulations fans, they love a bit of statistics and physics. They're all over any sort of data. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how, uh, you know, your physics engine and that you've built for the game?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so SimiGraph is our internal physics system that we use. And I should probably quantify that. The game uses three physics systems. Um, so there is physics, which is used for World physics. So um, you, when you're walking around on a platform, it's physics that keeps you on the ground. Essentially, um, there's then bullet physics, which is used for the trains and the carriages and how the trains sit on the tracks and suspension and and so on and so forth. SimuGraph controls what I call the stop-go physics. So it's how trains, it's the propulsion and braking systems. Um, and so what we did. So in TrainSim 2018, the approach we used for that was, um, there were effectively six types of train, um, and effectively every train boils down to be a configuration of one of those six types of train. Now in actual fact, that's actually not a terrible place, that's actually a good place to be. Um, But there's lots of nuances that that doesn't quite capture, and there's lots of behaviors that would be nice to bring in, and you end up actually replacing large chunks of it with manually written, Lua scripting and things, which is just, it's not efficient, it's not an ideal way of doing it. So it's a case of, again, if we started from scratch, how do we do this? What's the right way of doing this? And so SimiGraph was the answer. And the way SimiGraph works is that instead of having these six big box, these black boxes, um, which are diesel, electric, diesel, mechanical, that kind of thing. Um, what you do is you break them all down, and so you have little components like a diesel engine and a fuel tank and a fluid coupling, a torque converter, all these different things relating to all the different systems. So you end up with this big toolbox of components. Now, in each of those individual components are relatively straightforward. A diesel engine is... You know, there's there's not a massive amount to a diesel engine. Fuel tank, obviously, is really simple. Valves for braking systems, not too complicated. Put those systems together by wiring them. We've got this um, UI in SimiGraph that lets us literally drag and drop the components on and then draw wires between them. So you're almost literally drawing a pipe between two valves in a braking system. Um, and then all of a sudden, it becomes bigger than the sum of its parts because now I can... Um, take one system and modify it. And it becomes something really quite different, but I've not actually written a line of code. Um, That's a key thing. Being able to get to where you're customizing, configuring, using the system as it is, without writing lots of new lines of code, means that you haven't got all the testing overhead, the engineers can work on providing new components and so forth. Uh, rather than constantly trying to keep up with, oh well, this one's got two fluid couplings instead of three. What do we do now? Well, in, in our simigraphs, world, that's press the delete key and get rid of one of the fluid couplings. It's 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 very very straightforward to put stuff together. Um, it gets where it gets more tricky then is that obviously there's no diagrams published which say what exact specifications that fluid coupling or that brake valve has and so forth. So a lot of it has to be determined and then measured against the end result. Um, But again, whereas in TS1, ts 2018, we would input the end result data and the game would calculate what it should look like to get the end result data. Um, In TS world, we input the data that defines the system and it tells us what the end result of that system is. And then we can tweak and tune the system to give us the end result that we want you know what the end results are, you can get tractive effort graphs and so forth from these, uh, from the um, loco brochures even, let alone technical documents. And so we can sort of produce and then craft the system to give us the right data out. The benefit of that is that then you get lots and lots of extra little side effects that come out. So um, one example is that on, uh, there's a type of train called a diesel hydraulic which is what the world class 166 commuter train is in the game. And There's another loco, um, Class 52, um, which isn't in the game, but it's one we tested way early on. What that does is um, uh, you've got, on a throttle lever, you've got an off setting and you've got a zero setting. Kind of, I must admit, in the earlier days, I was thinking, what's the difference between off and zero? Surely they both mean off. Um, And then after that, you've got one, two, three, four, and so forth. And when I actually looked at it in, in this, this is a very early prototype of the game, The key difference was that between zero and one is when it puts fluid into the fluid coupling. A knock-on effect of fluid going into the coupling is that it causes the fluid impeller to slow down, which causes the diesel engine to slow down, which causes the RPMs to drop, the sounds to drop. We hadn't coded any of that. So just by by literally writing code into the fluid coupling component to put fluid into it and cause the impeller to slow down uh, or to restrict the impeller, Meant that all these other things started happening on the train, and that's when it sort of began becomes like, okay, this is definitely the right way to do it.
1: That's uh, that's crazy. Uh, honestly, that <laughs> I was just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> do you uh, do you, just then? You know, you were rattling off a whole bunch of different uh, train uh, train models. Do you have a particular favorite train in the game yourself?
2: Um, in Founder's Edition, um, hmm. probably the one six six. Um, which is the the DMU commuter train um, the um, I like the what I, what I like about that it's a simple enough train to drive but it's more what it does I suppose that I like um, I mean in terms of buttons twi- buttons and fiddly bits it's got to be the class 66 because it's got it's got a fuse box where there's a fair bit that works in it it's got a, a thing called an EM2000, which is like a gone-on-board computer system. Um, and there's a bunch of that stuff that works, like slow-speed controls. You can even turn the traction motors off individually, which is really good fun. You can set yourself up with a big train behind you and then turn off all the traction motors but one. And obviously, when you put your throttle on, it doesn't do anything but sit there and wheel slip, um, which, is, which is... I don't know why that appeals to me, but it does.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like a train burnout?
2: Well, kind of. It, 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 <laughs> again, it's, another, it's another thing that's... Um, that's a sort of a knock-on from the way we do SimiGraph because um, SimiGraph models everything down and you literally sort of say the output from this goes to this axle and to this axle and this goes to this axle and so forth. And then that's what then controls the rotation actually going on. So when we fire an impulse in which to turn off that traction motor, well, you get nothing going to that, that axle anymore, which means that only the axles that you've got powered rotate. Um, and if that isn't enough to make it rotate or make the train move, then you might get spin or something. Um, so it's, sort of, it's one, of those, one of those things, a bit like the example with the hydraulic, where it just sort of proves that there's, there's some other stuff going on there, which is really cool. And again, we didn't go out of our way to make that how that would work. It's just, that's just how SimiGraph works, which is really exciting for the future, actually.
3: So each, uh, each train in the game is obviously there for a reason, but if you could add one specific dream train from anywhere in the world,
2: what would it be? Oh, dear. What would it be? What would it be? Um, well, I'm primarily a UK enthusiast. I've gained a large appreciation for railways around the world uh, over the last few years, but um, the UK is still where my heart lies. Uh, and I, I just want some steam as my thing. Um, my two favorite steam engines would be the, uh, what they call the Class A4, which you probably know better as the Mallard, uh, the world speed record holder. Um, and there's another class called a 9F, uh, an example of which was the very last steam locomotive produced in the UK, the Evening Star. So um, those two locos um, hold a special place for me. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward at some point to those being in the game. They're in Train Sim 2018, so uh, I'm hoping at some point they will make it to uh, Train Sim World.
1: Okay, so you're not like a speed demon uh, demon asking for like the Shinkansen from, from Japan or anything. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> no, it's um, there's actually there's, there's I mean, yeah, there's 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 some really cool fast trains out there. I mean, in terms of the modern trains, my one, my favourite one there is, the, is the, the what we call the Javelin, um, which was the it's the Southern High the Southeastern High Speed Train that runs down in this area in Kent. And it's uh, it's 140, it goes up to 140 miles an hour. But it also runs on the slow lines as well. So it's got a really interesting sort of dynamic change as you go from running on the old fashioned red, yellow, green signals, to then switching over EBS fleet to then run up to 140 miles an hour on the Super LGV high-speed um, TVM430 signals. So it's, 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 that's really interesting. But no, most if you give me a little tank engine to play and I'm sorted. <laughs> <laughs> or a gronk, or a what we call a gronk, a Class 08, which is the acquir, a diesel shunter. You know, it's um, a Wait, little yard and some wagons to bash around, and I'm happy.
1: Maybe you, maybe you know. Actually, this
2: is not scripted.
1: But what kind of train is Thomas?
2: Thomas. Oh, Thomas.
3: I was thinking that.
2: <laughs> Just I'm going to gonna get it wrong, but Thomas Thomas is, I think, an E one or something. Um, it's a Southern Region um, train. Um, Yeah, E1 or an E2 or something like that. I'm going to get those people shouting at me for getting it wrong. um, What it isn't, a lot of people think it's a 3F Jinty, and it's definitely not a 3F Jinty, but it's a southern region um, E1 or something like that.
1: Definitely not a 3F Jinty. We're going to have to ask Twitter, actually. If anyone knows (laughs) what kind of train Thomas is, make sure you correct us. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I wanted to ask, you know, because obviously we have a lot of people on Xbox who have never in their entire lives even thought of maybe playing a simulation game, right? And what I want to know is if there was an Xbox gamer who, you know, had never played one but he was kind of, uh, he or she was kind of on the rail, on, on the fence, <laughs> off the rail, on the fence about it, you know, thinking about jumping in, what would you tell them to make them, you know, take the leap?
2: It's It's a game you haven't got in your library. It's a different kind of experience for your Xbox. It's, um, it's going to be a different pace. It's going to be a game that you can play um, when you're in a different kind of mood, perhaps. I mean, it's not going to compete with the Gran Turismo's or um, CFD's or anything like that, but it doesn't try to either. Um, so when you sit down, you want, you just sometimes you're in a mood to play a game, you're not in the mood for some action. Oh, you're in the mood for a different kind of experience, and simulation games, Train Sim World being a very good example, I would I would say that um, is is exactly you know the sort of thing that you want to uh, to have to sort of fill that hole because sometimes you just want to sit and chill, and Train Sim is a really chill game to play. That is definitely true. But uh, I, I'm, it's,
1: we're not supposed to ask two questions in a row, but I'm so I'm very sorry to derail the conversation. <laughs> But I, I need to, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Karina. I need to know, how many how many times a day do you, does the people in the team uh, watch Train Simulator montage parodies? We, well, <laughs> that.
2: That's sigh. That's, That's I sigh. Don't I don't know the exact answer to that question. What I'll say is that we have a, um, on our internal communication system, we have a, uh, a channel called Hash Random. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number of times things get posted up there is, is frequent. So um, how many of those get watched by how many people, I don't know. But there's definitely uh, an audience for watching all sorts of different things. That get <laughs> just, we just love seeing what people do with the game and the fun they're having with it. And the different way people enjoy the game as well. Because, you know, I, I played the game, as I say, for 18 years. I've been playing Train Simulation. And it's, I've got a way of playing the game. You know, I'm in a bit of a rut, if you like. It's it's just how I've always played the game. So I like to watch other people and see what they do with the game. And sometimes I put my head in my hands and bang my head slowly on the desk. And (laughs) why are you doing that? Why did you jump out of the train while it was moving? Why did you think that was a good idea? Um, And other times it's, it's actually really interesting. Oh, you did it that way. That's really interesting. I didn't think anyone would do that. You know, it's, it's so it's, it's really interesting to see what people do.
3: So what would you say is next for you guys? Have you got any big plans?
2: Um, It's continuing to develop um, the core experiences and add new experiences to it. So it's what else can you do in first-person mode? There's, There's new game modes there, potentially. Um... There's uh, there's new there's new train and route experiences. That's the sort of the core bread and butter. Everybody wants their local train uh, or the or the train they remember that they rode on in their youth. They want all the one and they went on in holiday. They want that so they can recapture that experience. So it's um, creating more uh, content, getting more gameplay uh, types on there, and simulating more types of engines and, and trains and so forth. So we've got. Uh, three or four. So obviously, a key one that we still need to get in there is steam locomotives, and there's a lot of demand for getting steam locomotives in. Um, and there's there's more to do, so it's diesel mechanical, like old style um, <clears throat> diesel uh, diesel cars. So there's 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 a long way to go to uh, to finish getting a lot of that stuff in. So I think for sort of like the the medium to long sort of where we're at is is kind of focusing on expanding the experience and really sort of listening to what people say to us that they want out of it as well. Um, and, uh, and I know uh, we, we, when we originally talked about Trainsing, we talked about multiplayer, and it's still very much on the cards, but one thing we have found is that people, I think, want us to focus more on the core experiences and get those rock solid, because once you've got those rock solid, then multiplayer becomes a much more solid experience after that. So multiplayer hasn't gone away. It's just there's other things that we think that we want to just nail first before we then come back and, and get the multiplayer out there.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, that just about brings us to the end of the line for, <coughs> for this interview. I promise that's my last train pun. But we have... We have one question that we have asked every single one of our guests and unfortunately, you know, we've we've been really nice and friendly so far, but this is like serious, you know, hardcore gaming journalism, so I hope you're ready for this this question. Go for it. Which classic video game character could you knock out with one punch? That thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious question.
2: It's a very serious question. It needs to be a serious thought. Mostly, what I'm trying to do at the moment, what's going in my head is, quick, think of some video game characters. Um, But... Yoshi. You could take Yoshi. That's Yoshi. I could probably take Aww. Yoshi.
1: I don't, I don't think so anyone's said Yoshi before. We've oh. had Mario, we've had Luigi, we've had Toad, but I don't think we've had Yoshi before.
2: I don't know if I could take Mario or Luigi. That's what I mean. In those Inyo. It's case of... It's I, I aim low. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's great. So, uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a really different kind of interview for a different kind of game, and I hope that uh, any of you out there who are, you know, even slightly interested in in trains or in simulators or just just curious about this kind of game in general, and maybe haven't hadn't gotten the push. I hope that this interview was exactly what you needed to. Oh, I almost said to get on track without even realising how ironic that was. Oh, the, the, the train puns are just happening now without even meaning to. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> <It's just natural. laughs> so yeah, Matt, thank you so much, and thank you uh, very much. yeah, see you later. So thanks again, Matt, for that awesome interview. If anyone is interested, you can check out Train Sim World on the Xbox One right now. But I think we have time for one last little topic, which is an update on the achievement contest for this week. And the results are looking good. I'm going to go hide. Clay, you you want to talk us <laughs> through these numbers?
0: Yeah, let me uh let me let me talk you through these uh through some of the stats here, some of the stats here. Um, let's see, we have at number one right now is Delicious of Cheeses himself with three thousand five hundred and ten. Yeah, boy. That's pretty, and damn I have impressive. not boosted any crappy little games either. You have not. You have not. I've been playing close attention. <laughs> <on an> almost, <laughs> You're ready on to jump on, an, almost, on me? What I do on an, on an almost hourly basis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have. I got the oldest weekend, baby. You have no idea. I,
0: within like the last 24 hours, I was almost caught up to you, and then I think I woke up this morning and I was like. What? How did he get a thousand achievement points with the last just get on my level <laughs> I've gotta go play some gundam sodam pop well, I can't remember what that game was that we were just talking about earlier? <laughs> the crazy Japanese one. I didn't um, have very many achievement no, points. No but okay. you got like you got a, a solid four hundred or so from playing that. Okay. Well, I mean I played it for
1: like three hours. So that's actually not
0: well, No, well, so just bad. you know,
3: only three hours.
1: Only three. I, I didn't say only, but it was it was really engaging. Like I said, I had a, 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 a second player, and we were just pissing ourselves laughing the whole time because of how ridiculous it was. I probably won't play it again, though.
0: Oh, all right. That's good to know. All right, I got to get in there. I got to get in there now. Uh, all right, so at number two is none other than myself, Uncle Jesse here. I have 2,485 achievements so far this month and by the way i was on vacation i was on vacation for you issued the
1: challenge son i did
0: i did don't be making excuses i wasn't i wasn't nervous i wasn't nervous at all um and then ross at a measly 645 achievements at number three he was the crowd favorite he was the crowd favorite was your huh? favorite where's your crowd favorite now huh <laughs> yeah so uh and at a
1: extremely
0: uh, no we poor, don't talk about mine <laughs>
3: <piss poor. laughs> okay i i
1: i asked karina i asked Car- karina was streaming last night right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She, <laughs> my
0: game
3: scored so K- fast K- as well karina
1: was streaming last night and i asked her on stream. How's your gamer score looking? No, and, and my gamer stre- score's awful. Her, her streaming, uh, uh, like the the mod in her stream. There's like a bot which can tell people's gamer score, and he just decided to answer my question, and and he he put the bot up, and, and Karina instantly like banned and muted the bot, <laughs> <laughs> so to to cover her tracks.
3: No one saw anything. <laughs> oh man my gamer score is so bad like it's awful but the thing is i used to um we used to have like a family account for like years so all my old games that i used to play are all on this family account and then i then eventually one day just made my own and then so now my gamer score is rubbish and PUBG doesn't have uh achievements and fortnite battle royale doesn't have achievements and then what else have i been playing not a lot PUBG. PUBG doesn't have achievements wait till that has achievements i'll be like straight 1k
1: <laughs> okay, so straight one K. Okay, she said it now. But Karina, do you, do you want to read out how many achievements you got this week? <laughs> <laughs> after after the Wilhelm what? scream is done, what how many ha-
3: how
1: how many achievements have you gotten this week, Karina? Uh,
3: your, your score's uh, Well, I've right even played. We'll hey, you've, I bet you've missed some because I got I just got some on Robocraft. Um, you oh. can get easy ones on Robocraft, by the way. Just, okay, just playing that out to you out guys. Um, okay. What, what have I even got achievements on, actually? What did I play? Oh, Minute. I think I've actually probably just got the achievements from Minute.
1: Clay, you want to read out how many achievement points she's gotten this week? Uh, no.
0: This week, I don't know, but she had 210 for right now in the month of April. 210 Ow. in the month of April. For all of April? 210 for oh, it all because, like, of 11 April. 11
3: days. You know what? Uh, yeah. Karina,
0: Karina, I'm I wake busy. up I wake up, and take the biggest 210 achievement Movement. (laughs) (laughs) You saying?
1: Are you saying you shit two hundred and ten achievements
3: in the morning? Yes. (laughs) That's what I mean. They're only for a minute. Like literally, the games I play don't have achievements, so it's like I'm so bad. This is so bad.
0: Do you know what's getting gotten really bad? Is I've I'll look at what Reese is playing, and I'm like, mother effort. And then I'm going through my game catalog, and I was like. What can I play that I want to play that I can sit down and get some achievements on?
1: <laughs> See, I think the the reason I have the highest gamer score out of all of us, like by far, is simply because I have such a, a weird, like I, I like all these little, weird little indie games, right? I've always played them. And I've always enjoyed them. And I don't really go for any of the big AAA games for the most part. So I I get a lot of achievements rapidly because I play through these small, short games that are normally done in like three, four hours. So maybe that's why. Can I just say I love Sea of Thieves? But the achievements are like impossible for me to get any of these. Some of them are really broken too. Like I still don't have some of the ones that I got on day one. like the last time I played it, which was like the seventh or eighth time I've played it, I got the achievement for setting sail for the first time. but uh, on the first day, the game was so overloaded with the servers that rare actually like disabled achievements and now they're sort of broken and delayed. I'm I'm really hoping they fix that. Soon because, like, then you get I added put...
3: gamer score,
1: yeah, yeah. Because, like, I've put a lot of hours into Sea of Thieves and I have very little gamer score, but there's some of the achievements are so grindy. Oh my god!
0: Uh, oh. can I also say, I pl- I, I played Turok, Turok 2 yeah. went back there and started playing that oh uh, I was like, why haven't I popped any achievements yet? <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, apparently I've got to go a bit further in the game
1: <laughs> to get some
0: more you, achievements. You just
1: that. you just gotta get good, son. I was like, I've you, been playing this
0: for an hour. Why have I not gotten any achievements?
1: <laughs> Here you are playing See so you're looking for that's the problem. You're hunting for games that have achievements, but, but well, you gotta play the games that you like.
0: Well, I mean I am popping in and playing the games I like. But, you know what I I have sitting here still looking at my achievements list? I have Rainbow Six Siege. I still have about 400 achievements left that I could, I think, pretty easily jump in there and grab uh some rise son of rome that i never finished <laughs> oh i never
1: finished that either see be careful because every every one of these things you give me is actually a weapon i can use against you
0: uh yeah that's true what's a game that reese is gonna hate oh actually you know what i think i'm gonna enjoy uh i i want to try and go back through and uh 100 quantum break i think
1: oh
3: can you That's... delete achievements and, like, recollect them?
1: No, you can't. You can ah. delete you can delete games that have zero achievements, like, from your achievement list. If you pop in a game, basically it, it populates a part of the games you've played. But if you didn't get any achievements on it, it has zero. And you can actually go in and delete that from your profile. But you can't actually delete any achievements you have earned.
3: Ah oh, man, I got loads in Far Cry, and when I started playing Pit People, I gained loads. I could have easily got them within like a few hours. Man, yeah,
1: but you see, that's 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 the thing. This is the achievement challenge. You got to
0: step it up. I need to get good. April for April. You know what? I was
3: proper up for this. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it, and I just haven't.
0: You just been pubging it up. You have just been pubging it up. all That's time.
3: basically it. I play I that. I, I've limited
0: myself at night. I give myself about an hour to an hour and a half with my buddies. And I'm like, all right, I gotta stop. I gotta get back to the grind
1: here. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm just playing games, having a laugh on the weekend. Oh, you gotta you keep. Know you know what? You know what's
0: fun is I was going. Oh man, I started playing Nine Parchments, and I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. I'm going to get a crazy amount of achievements. I'm going to really enjoy this. I got four parchments and I was like, fudge, this game is hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still haven't finished that either. So there's all these achievements. You give me ammunition, son. I'm like, right. I should take notes. Hey,
0: uh, nine parchments question. Is there a way for me to change my spells up?
1: Yes. Um, you, As you play through the game, you earn experience points and you level up. And as you, every time you get a parchment, you can... Um, choose a new spell and every time you level up you can modify your spells and also there's heaps of different characters you can unlock who have their own spells.
0: Yeah, but I saw that I have unlocked like a ton of different spells, but I feel like I can only ever add spells, not swap them out for swell spells that I've
1: unlocked. Oh no, I think you can only just have like you just continually grow the amount of spells you have. Oh,
0: okay. Oh that's not what I wanted.
1: But yeah, you might need to change characters if you're bored.
0: Yeah, I might have to get rid of this annoyingly kid. Chipper. I'm, he's yeah.
1: he's so he's so chipper.
0: I make mine so uh pushy. I make his I make his mood uh the really like crabby or whatever it is. Not that I think it affects anything that I've seen. Uh, maybe it's only <laughs> when you're doing multiple players. So it's like what is this for exactly? <laughs>
3: Um, oh, off crappy. the rails here towards the end.
1: No, it's good. It's good. It's a uh, we've got bats, but I think actually that is a good time for us to end this episode. Episode 98 guys. We are two away from the century. How do you feel? I
3: don't know. I'm kind of worried. I'm worried I'll what tell- you guys have planned.
0: I'll tell you I'll tell you how I feel. Ah,
1: <laughs> oh, missed that <laughs> oh, me too and on that note because none of us are going to be able to top that we'll see you guys next week for episode 99 and for another week episode episode another week Xbox turn off
3: you're listening to Xbox One Party Chat podcast the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit
2: Do this.
0: I can't wait to hear you guys conduct this interview.